Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, this is Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you today about the subject, Keeping Your Dream Alive by Placing Your Hope in God. This is a very special message to all of my friends out there that listen to our podcasts and on our YouTube. And by the way, we're on Facebook and we're across the country in 100 million television homes on NRB TV and the TCT network. I want to talk to you today about this very special message, but also remember you can get all these podcasts again on YouTube if you're at home and you want to listen to these audio podcasts. You can get them on YouTube at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams, please subscribe to our channel and ring the bell so you won't miss any videos and you won't miss any audio podcasts or any new content that we're bringing to you completely free. And we just want to encourage you with our channels and we want to thank you for joining us today. Well, here's my special message for you today. To all of my friends and people who have listened to me over the years, some of you have known me all my life. And I believe in you as a great friend, a great listener, a person who I know has amazing God-given talents. My prayer today is that you don't give up on your dreams. You know, don't limit what God can do in your life. Don't give up on yourself or on the American dream. Forge forward. Take your dreams and aspirations before God and ask Him to bless them and bless your efforts. It's not too late. You're not too old. It doesn't depend on someone else. You're at the right time and you're at the right place. You can accomplish great things with God as your Savior. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And I want you to know that you are wonderfully made. And I know that just around the corner or over the hill, your dreams can be realized. Keep believing, keep trusting, and keep your dream alive by placing your hope in God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want to tell you today, I love you in the Lord, and that's why I'm bringing these encouraging moments to you. I want you to go to Genesis 37 with me, and we're going to talk about the life of Joseph. Joseph was a great dreamer, and he had a dream in his heart, and God had placed it there. And so, let us pray about this message. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for your Word of God. Genesis 37 is all about a man's dream that you placed in his heart, and throughout his whole life you were with him every day as he served you and was true to you. Lord, bring it to our attention. Bring it to our heart. Bring it to our minds that we are worthy, that you can help us fulfill our dreams as we go through this life, as we trust you. Lord, touch somebody out there today that needs to know it's not too late, they're not too old, it's not over, that the game has really just begun, that if they have turned away from their old lifestyle, if they've turned away from problems in their life, if they've come to Christ, and even if they've been a Christian a long time and been believing you for this, Lord, this dream in their heart that it will come to fruition in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So turn with me, if you would, to Genesis 37. We're going to start in verse 1. And Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. Now I want to go down to verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made an ornate robe, coat of many colors for him. 
when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them. They hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheave arose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered round mine and bowed to the ground. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Well, this went on and on, this this discord with his brothers. And so one day they plotted a plan to kill their brother. And Israel, who this is a little confusing in this, but he's also called Jacob. And God called him Israel later on. And this is in this text. And that's what that's all about. But in this text, Jacob decides to send his son to check on his brothers. And so we'll go down to verse 12 of 37, chapter 37. Now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, As you know, your brothers are grazing the flocks near Shechem. Come, I am going to send you to go to them. Very well, he replied. So he said to him, Go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks and bring a word back to me. Then he sent him off from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived at Shechem, a man found him wandering around the fields and asked him, Who are you looking for? He replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are grazing their flocks? They have moved from here, the man said. I heard them say they were going to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in a distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. And that's the one thing I want to ask you in my points today before we really get into this lesson too far. What dream do you have in your heart that you would try and that maybe is hidden down in your heart if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do? How far would you go? What, what would you sacrifice to try to make this dream come true? What would you attempt? Are you still believing that God can help you on that dream? Maybe it's been a long time. Maybe you've been trying and trying and trying, and you've been praying and praying and praying, and you've been working and working and working, but it has not come to fruition, and you've cried out to God. But I'm here to say to you, remember in Genesis 37.5, Joseph had a dream, and he had a lot of discord when he told this to his brothers and people around you. Not everyone's going to want you to succeed. Not everyone is going to agree with you to help you to get to where you want to go. But I've told you before that you and God are a majority in your life. When you agree with God about the deep, deep dream that He has placed in your heart, and you trust Him, and you go before Him, and you listen to Him, and He leads you and guides you, and you continue to have the faith even when you have critics, even when you've been turned away from a job, a promotion, or something hasn't happened for you. But I want to just say to you, that adversity brings strength into a person. And we're going to talk about that later. But let's turn back to our story now and see what these brothers attempt to do to Joseph. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing. And they took him and threw him into a cistern. That's a well. The well was empty. There was no water in it. As they sat down to eat the meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices. Judah said to the brothers, 
What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shackles of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him into Egypt. When Reuben returned to the well and saw Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes and he went back to his brothers and said, The boy isn't here. Where can I turn now? He was the brother that cared so much about Joseph and he didn't want his brother killed. Well, they continued with their plan. Then they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in blood. They took the ornate robe back to their father and said, We have found this. Examine it to see whether it's your son's robe. He recognized it and said, It is my son's robe. Some ferocious animal has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son many days. All of his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. So his father wept for him. I understand why Joseph loved him so much. Because Joseph was the youngest son, and he was born to him as Jacob was very old in age. And that's so wonderful. When you're older, you love your grandchildren and you love your children. But in this case, he was so old when his child was born that it was almost like a grandchild, you know, the love for one. He knew that his time on earth probably wasn't that long, and he wanted to spend time because he had worked hard over the years to have money and things, and now he knew what was most important. He loved Joseph. In chapter 39, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and he was sold to Potiphar, an Egyptian. And I want you to understand this. Joseph lost his father. He lost his mother. He lost all of his brothers in one day. He lost the coat of many colors. It looked like in the natural that his dreams were shattered. It looked like everything that could happen against his dream was gone. But God had a plan. And I want to say this to you today. God has a plan for you. You may have felt like your dreams are shattered. You may have gone through a divorce or you may have gone through uh, a death in your family. You may have lost your business lost your job, lost your fortune, but it's not too late with God, and we're going to see this in here. Keep your dream alive by watching and keeping your eyes on God and trusting Him. So Joseph, he trusted God through this whole time. So he was sold to Potiphar, and listen to what it says about Potiphar. An Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, so he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Now, what a wonderful thing. God places him in the perfect place, and he is empowered because people see God in his life. And that is one of the most important things that was great about Joseph. This number two point I've got is during adversity and trouble, keep your dream alive by placing your hope in God. Just because your dream has been put back on a shelf, it seems like time goes by and you wonder, will it ever come true? It's been years. But God says in Psalm 71.5, For you are my hope. See, the Word of God says this. For you are my hope. Who's my hope? God is my hope. O Lord God, you are my confidence from my youth. During the adversity, God is with Joseph, and he is with you too. 
And so, remember Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Joseph, just think about his life. You know, you got to compare your life with his and say, well, what did Joseph really go through? He lost everything he had, was sold into slavery, and now he is under a master for Pharaoh. He's in a foreign land. He doesn't know the language and he's in a household, but God is with him, the Bible says. Listen to what it says. It says that God was with Joseph. Potiphar puts him in charge of his whole household. What's so interesting is Joseph blesses Potiphar. Potiphar's household is blessed the whole time that he is with Potiphar. It says the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all the things that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. See, Joseph's a God-man. And if you're a God woman, and if you're a God man, you can trust God during this time of desert, during this time of maybe setback, that God is still going to fulfill your dreams by trusting him. And so what goes on in here, and I don't have time to read this all today, but what's so interesting about this is that Potiphar has a beautiful wife, but she's not right. And she comes on to Joseph. But Joseph tells her in the word, and you can read it in chapter 39 and and 40 and everything, that he says no to her. He says, my master has put me in charge of all this household, and the only thing I can't touch is you. And he won't do it. He won't touch her. But when Potiphar is gone, she grabs the towel around him off So when Potiphar comes home, she falsely accuses Joseph of trying to have his way with her. And it just breaks his heart. And Potiphar comes to him with such anger that now he's thrown in the prison. He's thrown in prison. And he still has that dream. Remember the dream way back. Go back in your mind when when he was a younger guy. And many years have gone by. And he had that dream that his family would bow down to him. He didn't understand it, but he had a dream, and he had the Lord in his heart. At this time, it looks again like he has just been absolutely torn apart. Well, he's thrown in prison. But guess what happens here again? What happens is, when he's thrown in prison, is that the jailer sees God in him, so God is with him in Potiphar's house. God is with him in the prison. Have you ever noticed that? That even though you might be going through tough times, that God is with you still. That He is with you. And you know His comfort. If you're a child of the Most High God, you know He's with you. Knowing God is with you and will help you keep the dream alive. Even as a slave to Potiphar, God blessed Joseph's work. And even being thrown into the dungeon and falsely accused and losing his position at Potiphar's house, He's thrown into the dungeon. It's not fair. Just think of the betrayal of his family, the betrayal of a woman who was supposed to be his friend in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife. Think about falsely being accused, and now he's in the dungeon. It's so sad that this happens to him. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord, and this is chapter Genesis 39 in verse 21, the Lord was with him. 
He showered him with kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all held in the prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. This is an amazing thing. Joseph was going through training, and I think what you have to realize is that you're going through some training right now. God wants to take you to the next level. He wants to take you to your dream. He wants to fulfill your dreams. But along the way, you're learning new things. You're doing new things. And he's got to have you in that training. What did he do to Joseph? Remember, he needed to learn the language. Remember, he needed to keep hope and faith in God. He had to make sure that his mind was steadfast on the Lord and that he was holy unto God. And people saw his holiness because of God in him. And what I'm saying to you is, God wants us to use these times to learn, to be trained in the desert, to be trained in the prison, to be trained when we're down. And of course, I know you're not in the desert, and I know you're probably not in prison, but it feels like it, doesn't it? It feels like you might not be to where you need to be. But remember this, God is training Joseph during this time. He's teaching them the language. He's teaching them their ways. He's learning their food. Now he's in the prison. Now he's going to learn everything about the prison. He learned everything about culture of Egyptian culture from one of the top leaders in Pharaoh's leadership team. And all of these people, Joseph was learning the whole time. But if he wouldn't have gone through these trials, and this is what I want to tell you, If you can't go through a trial, then you can't go to the next level. And the way you go through a trial is to place your hope in Jesus Christ. The other thing that happens is is that Joseph never stops blessing people. He has a supernatural gift, many of them, but one of his supernatural gifts is he can interpret dreams. Now, in the prison, and, and this is something so important, and I want you to listen to this, God will put people and places together to get you to where you need to be in your dream. This is so exciting. Listen to me. God will put people and places together to take you to your dream. And this is what happens. In the prison, two men are brought from Pharaoh's leadership, the cupbearer and the baker, and they're put in prison. And they tell Joseph, we've had two dreams. Now, Pharaoh was mad at the cupbearer, and he was mad at the baker. Listen to what happened. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream. When they shared this dream, Joseph tells them exactly how it's going to happen and what's going to happen to both of them. He said in verse 16 here, he says, When the chief baker saw that Joseph was given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. The cupbearer was told in three days, you're going to be back in leadership with the Pharaoh. So the baker's listening and he says, I want to, I want to have my dream interpreted. Unfortunately for the baker, he has his head taken off and Joseph actually told him it was going to happen before it did. And sure enough, three days later, it happened. So when this dream happens and they tell Joseph about it, Joseph says, aha, this is probably my moment. God has put people and places together. And these two men have come from Pharaoh And they'll remember me. And listen, when the cupbearer leaves, Joseph says to him, please don't forget me when you go up to Pharaoh. You know, remember my name in front of Pharaoh. Guess what? Two years go by and he's never remembered. He's never remembered. But remember what Joseph did in the desert during this time. And I call it the desert time. When his dream's not fulfilled, his coat has been taken off, his father has been lied to by his brothers, he's been sold into slavery, he's lost his mom, his dad, he lost his family, he went to a land he did not know, he had to learn a new language. He had to do all these things in the desert. 
But on the day he uses his supernatural gifting from God, he continues to bless people in the Lord no matter where God places him. And that's what I'm trying to say to you in this. When you're in a place, keep blessing others and God will bring you people to help bless you along the way to get you to where you need to go. So in the long term, it just seemed like, you know, nothing was going to happen. Well, it wasn't by chance that the cupbearer had come to Joseph, was it? Because two years later, Pharaoh has a dream. Aha! This is the moment where the dream comes together with the timing of God. And that's what I want to tell you today. God has a timing for your gifting. And as you use it, and as you're faithful to God, and as you're true to God, and as you're bold for God, and as you're loving to God, and as you're hopeful in God, and as you're faithful in God, and strong in the Lord, and as you continue in the Lord, He is going to put time and your testing together, and that is going to raise you to the next position. And so now, what happens is no one in Pharaoh's camp, his leadership, can interpret his dream, and he is very, very angry. And he calls them all together. And we know what the cupbearer says in Genesis 14, 12. I know a young Hebrew, and he interpreted our dreams. Well, guess what? They call for Joseph. They get him cleaned up. They get him new clothes on, and they bring him before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh tells him this dream. This whole time, Joseph is such a humble and godly man that when he comes before Pharaoh, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it, but I have heard said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. And Joseph says to Pharaoh, a man who could kill him on the spot, he says, I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Oh, man, listen, don't worry about your destination in your dream. Keep your dream alive by trusting in God. He's going to work it out for you. And so in one day, God raises Joseph from the prison to the palace in just one day. Of course, it took 15 years for him, or 16 years in the Bible theologians say, for him to get there. There was a long testing of perseverance. There was wonderful times where he had great food, and then he's in the dungeon, and he has terrible food. There's great times when he's with his father, and he's got a coat of many colors. But then on the other side of the coin, he's sold into slavery, and he had tears. But he still had hope, and he placed his hope in a supernatural God that could take him where he needed to go for this dream. Joseph interprets the dream through the Lord, and he tells him there'll be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine, and you must build silos and put grain into those silos, and you must harvest that grain and save it. So it will save your kingdom, and you can sell that grain for money, and you will not only make money, but you'll save your people from starvation. Pharaoh says, this is amazing. Joseph said, God has shown Pharaoh what is about to happen. Joseph is raised up. Listen to what it says. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all of this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all of my people are to submit to your orders only with respect to the throne. Will I be greater than you? Pharaoh was much greater in the eyes of the people than a king. Joseph was just made a king underneath the Pharaoh, and no one's word was greater than Joseph except Pharaoh. Don't give up on your dream. You are not too old 
You have just the right spiritual and natural-born gifts to fulfill your dream. As you stay faithful, as you place your hope in God, as you bless others with your supernatural gifts, and you keep working toward the dream, your dream will come true. That's my dream and my prayer for you, that your dream will come true. But I want you to see why God really fulfilled this dream for him. In the land, there was a famine across the whole land. Do you remember the brothers and the father? Well, guess what? They were in a famine. Do you know where they had to turn? They said, let us go to Egypt for bread and for food because there's no food. We're going to starve out here. When they get to Egypt, and I'll have to do this in another lesson one day, I'll do it, I promise you, because it's just as exciting as this part of this lesson. But when they get to Egypt to buy the grain, Joseph is standing there as a king, and they kneel and bow to him. What an amazing God. And God gave that dream to Joseph so he would save the nation of Egypt and the nation of Israel. He was sold into slavery, what seemed to be awful, What seemed to be bad, what seemed to be evil by the brothers, became a wonderful, wonderful thing because a nation was saved through the dream of a young man. And I'm just saying to you today, keep your dream alive by placing your hope in God. Amen, amen. I'm so glad you joined us today. I want to pray for you. Dear Lord, thank you for today. And please keep that dream alive in my friend's heart today. He or she is going down the road and they feel uncertain, but yet, Father, you've said in your word, Philippians 4.13, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You've said in Deuteronomy that you would never leave us nor forsake us. And you've got fear not 365 times in the Bible, so we do not have to fear. Father, bless them in their coming in and going out. Keep their dream alive in their heart, Lord. Keep their eyes upon you and bless them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Give them health and prosperity. Lord, give them love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I'm so glad you joined me today. And just remember our podcast. Remember our YouTube channel, Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Subscribe on there so we can give you some more free videos and content when it comes up. And remember, until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.